Good afternoon and welcome to this afternoon's edition of the Vision Root video blog and now podcast. I am your host, Rich Urban. I'm coming to you from historic Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. This afternoon's episode is The Emperor Has No Clothes On and the Madness and Lockdowns. Well, I'd like to address the whole craziness going on about the COVID-19, or sometimes called the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and I'd like to review right now a scripture reading, and then we'll jump right into our discussion for today. This scripture is from the Divine Principle of Basing Teaching of the Unification Movement, founded by Reverend Sun Young Moon, from the Principle of Creation, section 432, good and evil, an act or the result of an act is considered good when it fulfills God's purpose of creation. This takes place when a subject part and object partner unite through the harmonious and spirit of give and take of love and beauty, become the third object partner to God and form the four position foundation. On the other hand, an act or its result is called evil when it violates God's purpose of creation by forming a four position foundation under the dominion of Satan. So we see from that quote that Something cannot be good and evil at the same time. So let's look at what's going on with all the excitement and craziness about the um, SARS-CoV-2 virus. So about two years ago, I talked about the vaccine industrial complex. And you can look back in my videos to find that on uh, January 2nd, 2018. So that's really um, something we have to keep aware of. Do we have this kind of gargantuan monster um, kind of dominating our society. So I'd like to bring up three main points in this video. One, so the reason I gave that quote about good and evil is that, you know, in this show we're going to be giving news and views about and understanding that is, you know, bringing God's point of view into the equation. So is what is happening, you know, as a response to everything godly? And it can't be godly and, and it is either godly or evil or good or, or satanic, one or the other, not both. So three points here. Does the decisions or do the decisions that are being made allow freedom of conscience? Whatever kind of decisions are being made, do they allow freedom of conscience? Because we know that God created each of us, okay? If we don't, you know, recognize that God is our creator, then we're lost. We're lost. So, does it allow freedom of conscience? Secondly, are those making the calls or decisions, we can say, honest? Or are they involved in corruption and obfuscation? We talked in the last video about the H1N1, last quote-unquote pandemic from 2009, and how there was misreporting, obfuscation, lying. Okay, we've been talking extensively on this channel about the vaccine issue and how no vaccine has ever been proven to be more uh safe than uh, deadly. So these are issues where we see that the in and the industry never tests vaccines and there have been many, many corruption scandals in that uh, industry that is the pharmaceutical industry. So we see that the people making these kind of decisions or how do you say advising the government to make these kind of decisions, that would be the World Health Organization and the CDC, are not honest. So 
I gave the example last time. If you know a doctor's a crook or kills people, do you want him to treat you? No, you do not. Thirdly, my third point. So those making these decisions, and of course we're going to talk more about what's going on in just a minute, rely on a fear-based model. Now, I would say definitely, you know, it's like social distancing. Oh, my gosh, don't come too close. Okay, well, you know, of course people say, well, if they're right, oh, my gosh. But we have no evidence to show they're right. Anyway, regardless whether they're right or wrong, and obviously I don't think they're right, and I'll be showing that in this um, video and podcast, then is it based on fear? Fear makes people irrational. It's not the way you want to run your business. Like if you have a business, you want your employees, you know, constantly on the edge that they're going to be fired. That's going to be a harmonious, good working relationship. It doesn't make for rational um, and good environment. And in fact, it's of the devil because we're talking about news and views from God's point of view. Okay, the devil wants you to be afraid like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die or whatever. Now, that doesn't mean be stupid, you know, you know, not follow natural law, you know, don't step off a cliff or something. I'm talking about a physical cliff here, not the supposed cliff of whatever they're making out to be. Then, you know, we should not have a fear-based model. So if you look at what's going on, all of these three are in the red danger zone. The decisions being made for shutting down businesses, locking down California, Pennsylvania, Illinois, New York, San Francisco. Uh, these decisions are not being made based on allowing people freedom of conscience. What do I mean? There are being decisions where mandates are being given that aren't taking into account people's individual freedoms. And I'm going to relate that to the other issues we've been talking about. You know, like how these industries, especially pharma and so-called science, which is often pseudoscience, you know, do they respect and these mandates in different states, like vaccine mandates, respect people's conscience. Secondly, we already said that the CDC, that is the Centers for Disease Control in the U.S., World Health Organization, they're not honest. They lie. They obfuscate. They're involved in dozens, hundreds, if not thousands of corruption cover-up over all these things, like I mentioned the last issue. How many watching this video know that flu shots don't work? Well, congratulations. Maybe people who tend to watch videos like this do. But a lot of people don't. And also, why 15 years after a huge study was done on the entire U.S. population, statistical study, do they still promote that? For instance, check my previous video uh, on the... Um, can we trust the CDC and who? Thirdly, do those making decisions rely on a fear-based model? We were talking about that. Yes, they do. They got people scared, like scared. Oh my gosh, I might die, I might die. Okay, well, that's not a proper model for making decisions, a fear-based model. Now, I want to point out a few things about this. Um, one thing is, where did this um, whole uh, thing start? You know, it started in communist China. And there, it is a godless state, clearly. 
and we're relying a lot on their information. But can it be trusted? No. ABC, you've been over there to fact check the Chicoms, Chinese communists, to see if their numbers are right. Uh, okay. You know, okay. Anyway, and what is their motivation? You know, for doing the things they're doing. In a way, we've created this false, completely false narrative. So, um, right now I'm going to show a clip from the movie The Matrix. Great movie, 1999 movie. Where, you know, we're kind of in this matrix thing now. You know, people are thinking that this is a supposed reality of this terrible crisis. But maybe uh, there's something else going on here. Let's watch this clip. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? This can't be. Be what? Be real? It's going into replication. Hey, Pop. Still nothing. Tank, we're going to need a signal soon. I got a fibrillation. APOC, location. Targeting almost there. He's going into arrest. Lock, I got him. Now, Tank, now. So suddenly we have this situation where we have this seeming like reality. Oh my gosh, we've got this virus. It's spreading everywhere. Oh my god! Sorry for yelling there a bit. But I mean, that's what kind of what, what's going on in our society. Is this justified? Let's look at this um, clip, and I'm going to read the um, translation. It's from uh, Dr. Wodarg in Germany. We'll look at the clip now. Let us assume that in the previous years, we tested all seriously ill patients in the hospital on the coronavirus. We would have expected to find two to 3,000 people dying of a flu each year that also had the coronavirus. And we still are far away from these numbers. Apparently, it is the case that virologists created something very sensational here. And with their creation, they really impressed the Chinese government as well. The Chinese government made something really big out of it. Suddenly, this was very important politically, completely exceeding the virological frame. All of a sudden, face recognition was installed everywhere, at the airports. Fever is being measured. The clinical thermometer controlled the traffic on Chinese streets. And all this was so significant that it led to international consequences. Politicians had to deal with it, had to take a stand. Then the virologists came into play again. The government asked their own virologists, and they confirmed that this virus is a thing to worry about and proposed to develop tests to help measure the virus, like in China. Something was woven around this. A network of information and opinions has been developed in certain expert groups. And the politicians turned to these expert groups who initially started all this. And they really absorbed this network moved within it. This led to politicians who now are just resting on these arguments, while using these arguments to evaluate who has to be helped to determine safety measures or what has to be permitted. All these decisions have just been derived from these arguments. 
which means that now it's going to be very hard for critics to say, stop, there's nothing going on. And this reminds me of this fairy tale about the king without clothes on. And just a small child was able to say, hey, he is naked. All the others on the courtyard surrounding the government, asking the government for advice because they can't know themselves, they all played along and joined the hype. And like this, politicians are being courted by many scientists. Scientists who want to be important in politics because they need money for their institutions. Scientists who just swim along in this mainstream and also want their part. We can help too. We made an app. We have a program for this. So many people saying, hey, we want to help too. Because they want to earn money with it and become important. And what is missing at the moment is a rational way of looking at things. We should ask questions like, how have you found out that the virus is dangerous? How was it before? Didn't we have the same thing last year? Is it even something new? That's missing. And the king is naked. Okay, so what's going on here? We see Dr. Wodarg saying that this um, was politicized by Chinese government to surveil their people. Well, is this something new? So. Could this be possibly a ploy by the Chinese government to increase surveillance on their own people? Of course it can be. Can we trust the Chinese statistics? Of course we cannot. There's no verification of those statistics. I mean, hopefully, we don't even know, as he said, if this is a, you know, this is a new, new virus. And as pointing out earlier in the video, that something like 7 to 15 percent of the, um, viruses each year are different coronaviruses. So I'd like to now go to an article that's very important by a Stanford um, professor to understand more about, you know, this whole issue. The article is entitled The Fiasco in the Making. As the coronavirus pandemic takes hold, we're making decisions without reliable data. By John P. A. Ioannidis, March 17, 2020. The current coronavirus disease, COVID-19, has been called a once-in-a-century pandemic, but it may also be a once-in-a-century evidence fiasco. So he points out that draconian countermeasures have been adopted in many countries, as we know. Now four-plus states have shut down. Many states have shut down restaurants. However, we don't have clear data, for instance, on a set of uh, people who the whole um, population has been tested. Like, how about Snohomish County, Washington? Test all the people. We just collected data mostly on sick people. So, like in nursing homes, places like that, hospitals. So we have tremendous uncertainty about the risk of dying from COVID-19. He gives example of the Diamond Princess cruise ship that was tested and 1% of the people died. But that was largely an elderly population. So he extrapolates that to the entire U.S. And due to uncertainties of statistics, the range could be from 0.05% to 1% in his estimate. Well, 0.05%, he, he indicates here, is lower than the seasonal influenza rate. So, already, as he said, coronaviruses are common. 
and even common cold viruses can have a death rate as high as 8% in certain populations, like the elderly in nursing homes, which is what we see half of the deaths, or many of the deaths, like, what was it, 60 of the deaths in the U.S. You know, one-third or a large number of them are from one nursing home. Now, normally, as was also pointed out in the video I just showed you, actually it was in the part we did, uh, that doctor also says that most of the time we don't care what virus caused um, a person to die of influenza or pneumonia because there's like a hundred plus viruses and nobody tests for them. So nobody knows. The coronavirus could well be implicated uh, in an estimated, as I said before, 7 to 15 percent of all deaths. And in fact, out of all the uh, flu in the U.S., for example, for far this season, there's been uh, 1,073,376 specimens. 20%, 20.7% tested positive for influenza. But however, um, it's estimated that the 36 million to 51 million flu, flu illnesses, 22 to 55,000 deaths. So there's a lot of uncertainty in these numbers. So that, you know, they're making decisions without clear data. That's what he's pointing out. So we need data, clear data. And in fact, in Great Britain, they're keeping the schools open, a completely different model. So here we see the article that says, Herd immunity, will the UK's coronavirus strategy work? Ministers look to, give up, to have given up on containment in favor of a novel approach some experts are wary of. Herd immunity is a phrase normally used when large numbers of children have been vaccinated against a disease like measles, reducing the chances that others will get it. As attacking fighting a pandemic for which there is no vaccine is, is novel and some say alarming. Actually, that's not totally accurate. Herd immunity traditionally refers to natural immunity from getting like the measles. So that's the approach you're taking in Great Britain. As we look at this, we've got to ask some questions. As I stated in the beginning, things either have to be godly or they're evil or satanic, if you will. They're not both. They're not just this, uh, they can't be both at the same time. So we've shown three clear points why it's not godly. The things you're doing, like lockdowns, violate people's conscience rights. Say you're running a barber shop and they say, let's shut it down. But your conscience tells you, you know, there's, you want to continue going with it. That's not right. And also, the people involved are dishonest, as we pointed out, the CDC, the WHO, government authorities, and it's a fear-based model. So what's going on? Well, I pointed out in the video that it started with the Chinese communists. Then this spread around like to Italy. By the way, all the cases there in a recent analysis, except two, were very elderly people. And in fact, they're counting anybody who dies with some kind of flu-like illness. And they don't even have the data. Surprise! Does that sound like the H1N1 virus? So no clear data there. And then what's going on? Which are the first states to subjugate or take away people's rights? California, the same state that took away religious freedom to not vaccinate. And New York, the state that just took away in a very subterfuge, tricky kind of way, took away the religious rights and made a big hullabaloo about the measles a supposed epidemic. Well, what happened with the measles epidemic in New York? They never tested to see what kind of measles it was, which is against the protocol. They just said, oh, 
people had uh, measles. Well, was it measles that was transmitted by vaccinated carriers? Or was it really the wild type of measles? Nobody knows. It was complete subterfuge. Again, dishonesty. Suspension of civil rights. What's the connection to the Chi-Coms, Chinese communists? Chinese communists obviously are godless. Suspending your religious freedom is godless. Like Gavin Newsom, like Governor Cuomo. I predict that's going to backfire. The people are going to be mad as hell once they wake up out of this stupor, as I pointed out in the Matrix clip. And they're going to throw out Gavin Newsom, have a referendum, whatever, and he will, will be out. And also, uh, Governor Cuomo will be out for the serious abuses. So we're waiting, and there's a really good blog. I'll link it below by Del Bigtree. Um, yes, uh, I guess Thursday about, you know, the whole reaction to this um, supposed crisis, you know, and it's certainly not of God, I'll tell you that much, and it's not even of common sense. So I think we've got to look at this. We see godless Chinese communists. We see godless people like the governors of California and then, you know, people who are supporting that and New York and now other places. San Francisco, the first to shut down. Certainly a godless city there, as far as administration and so on. So I would say, you know, something's going on there. There is a nexus between the godless Chinese communists and then this virus is being used by godless people in our own nation to persecute effectively people, all the people. I think it's going, I believe and I proclaim it's going to backfire on those people. So maybe people will finally wake up and realize from their stupor that, oh my gosh, what are these people doing? These people are evil. You know, you call it godless, you call it evil, but it's clearly godless. You know, what happens when everybody's out of work for weeks or months? They can't buy medicine. Could people die from that? Uh, duh. I mean, Del Bigtree points that out clearly. You know, they can't feed their children. Is anybody proven that keeping kids home from school is better? Where are they going to go? A lot of people go to grandpa's house. Oh, I thought we were supposed to be protecting the older people. That's what we're doing in Great Britain, apparently not in the U.S. All this hype makes no sense. And let me point out the governor of West Virginia. Like on Tuesday morning, he said, hey, go eat out at, you know, the restaurant. Then about five hours later, four hours later, he said, there was one case, one, one, uno, not one death, one case in West Virginia. Now, do more people have it? Of course, more people have it. As I said, there's a lack of data. But one reported case. And he said, okay, all restaurants dining inside will be shut down. Imagine if the governor, and it was, if the governor shut down and said this. Let's take a little different perspective. We had one case of the flu. All restaurants will be shut down. There'd be probably riots or something. But really, that's the basic thing. We don't know if this is any more or less dangerous than the flu. Crazy. Insane. Crazy. Sure. Elderly people should be protected. You know, it'd be good if nursing homes could, you know, have, you know, greater uh, protection somehow. Use common sense protection. But really, as I pointed out, you know, according to the CDC, 150 people, about average, 150 plus people die every day from pneumonia. So probably 300 when you consider mostly during the flu season. And nobody knows exactly what they died of. Or they might die of multiple things. And in like the doctor said, what, uh, what this, uh, not doctor, but, uh, you know, Mr. Wodarg was saying, 
7 to 15% of people will have coronavirus anyway. It may or may not have been the cause of death. Who knows? They don't ever test it. The person gets pneumonia, flu slash pneumonia, he dies. And, you know, they never tested everybody. So this whole thing is fabricated by Chicoms. And if you don't have a problem with that, I do. Because can you trust any data and statistics from the Chinese communists? No. And also, they say there's no more cases. Who verified that? Who verified the cases that were there to begin with? Remember, they started surveilling their people more. Face recognition, so they can prevent them from traveling, prevent them from leaving the country. Maybe organ harvest them, throw them in jail. Hello? Anybody home? Crazy, crazy, crazy. And this kind of godless attitude, like in New York, Governor Cuomo, taking away through subterfuge, the, uh, what do you say, assembly, the um, right to religious exemptions. Then accusing the Hasidic Jews, you know, of promoting a, uh, because they didn't vaccinate, uh, whatever, um, and not even testing without, again, no data. Does that look familiar? Because they never even tested whether the cases were wild measles, vaccine, vaccinated type measles that you could get from, um, you know, vaccinated carriers or what kind they are. Complete, complete uh, fraudulent operation there. So, so that's a result of a godless worldview. So what I'm trying to say is man becomes God. New York, like in 1962-63, when they decided to eradicate measles, they said they were going to do it, they being the scientists who came up with that idea, because they could. Well, they made a, <laughs> you fill in the bike, mess out of this thing. No, they didn't eradicate measles. We've got one out of two people in the U.S. have development disabilities. One out of 42 have autism. And don't tell me there's no connection between autism and vaccines. That's baloney. There's over 60 plus studies that show correlation, not causation. Hello? Correlation. So we wrecked our youth and because we want to play God. So does that fit the three points? Is that a following conscience, following God? No, it's godless. It's satanic. It's evil. So you can see this response is not of God. And, you know, we need to uh, wake up right now before we destroy our whole economy and realize, hello, the emperor has no clothes on, as Mr. Wodarg was saying. You know, hey, hey, doctor, you don't have any clothes on. Oh, my gosh. Hello, show us the data. Show us the numbers. Look, this is the mighty United States of America. Get the daggum test kits. You said now you can test tens of thousands, whatever, thousands at a time. Do a daggum sampling in all, like all the population in a certain county, like that county in Washington or, or a county in California. Test everybody. Let us know the real numbers, not this baloney, knee jerk, evil, satanic, repressive, um, craziness. Call it that. So, and this has another nexus to the vaccines uh, choice movement because no vaccine has ever been shown to be more effective than deadly. Yes, that's right. Hello, if you watched my videos or studied other things, you know that. No vaccine, no, zero, zero, zero has ever been shown to be more effective than deadly. Oh, but I thought they were safe. Uh, you thought wrong. Look it up if you don't believe me.
So, who will benefit from this? Certainly, pharmaceutical companies will benefit. They'll benefit big time. So, that, that's the message I, want, I do want to share today. And that is the message. And we're very grateful that you could join us. We're going to be bringing you more often news and views from a godly point of view. We thank you for joining us either on this um, YouTube broadcast or on our new podcast. Do uh, find the podcast at our website, visionroot.org. We'll have them up in a couple days for you to, and you can download them on your favorite podcasting service like uh, CastBox or any other. And thank you for joining us this afternoon. Do be blessed. Do stay sane and whole. And we will see you next time on the Vision Root video blog and podcast. Good afternoon and be blessed.